All right. So Baruch Hashem, we finished Perek Gimel, chapter 3. Long, long chapter 3. And uh, it, uh, it's possible we forgot already how many chapters are in this uh, Shar and what the chapters are. And it's, at the end of the Hagdama, you know, Amar HaMechaber, the... Uh, Rabbeinu Bechaya said to us what the chapters were. He told us how many there were and what they were each about. But that was a long time ago, so I just want to just refresh our memories. He told us um, that Perek Aleph is about Mahu Abitachin, what is Betachin. And basically we said it's, you know, that, um, that feeling of calm, that feeling of uh, relief. It's an emotional state. Perek Beis, what induces betochen? We spoke about the different conditions. Vashlishi, uh, that's the chapter we just finished, chapter 3. Bebir Agdomes, yeah, the, the Hakdomes. We had those, uh, what, five Hakdomes prophecies. Right, the five conditions or five hagdames about betochen and also the importance of also employing means to uh, seek a livelihood. Yeah, so that, and that was the last thing we spoke about. Okay, but Avi, what's the fourth chapter? This is the, the chapter we're starting now. He said was, The instances in which betochen is applicable where it's praiseworthy, and where it's reprehensible. So, basically, chapter 4 is about, like, the proper application of Bitochen. Okay. Perik Revi, chapter 4. Aval advarim shechayev amaymin livtayich vohem alabayri yisayla keilalimay sam shnei minim. The concerns in which the believer is obligated to rely upon the Creator, may he be exalted, are of two kinds. All right, and the Rebbeinu B'chai is going to give us these categories, and then subcategories and subcategories of subcategories. You'll, you'll see. Okay. The first two categories. Echad mehem divrei matters of this world. Vasheni, the second thing, divrei matters of the world to come. Basically, material things and spiritual things. Okay. Now, matters of this world can be further divided into two subcategories. Worldly matters for the benefit of this world. Hasheni in the second, worldly matters that are for the benefit of the world to come. Okay. So we have two subcategories of worldly matters. Worldly matters that are for, for this world and worldly matters that are for the world to come. Now, that first category, worldly matters that are for the benefit of this world, can be further divided into three sub-subcategories. Okay. One is the benefit of the body, the actual physical body, physical health. Second is 
the benefit of one's livelihood and the sources of his wealth and his various possessions. So not his body, but his stuff, to use the technical term. The third thing is the, the welfare of one's household, his spouse, his relatives, his friends, and his enemies, those above him, those below him, among the different classes of people. Okay, So it's not him, it's not his stuff, it's other people, other people. Okay, But still, those things affect him, so... Like, uh, he cares about the welfare of his family. He cares about the welfare of his friends. Um, fine. So that's three subcategories of the matters of this world for this world. Now, worldly matters that are for the world to come are divided into two Parts, meaning two sub-subcategories, right? <laughs> These are sub-subcategories. Because you have worldly matters. Matters of this world, matters of the next world. But in, in matters of this world, you have matters of this world for this world, and matters of this world for the next world. And then in the matters of this world for this world, you have three subcategories. Your, your body, your stuff, other people. And then you have the, the, the matters of this world for the next world, which are divided into two subcategories, sub-subcategories, which we're about to say. Duties of the heart and the limbs, things you got to feel and things you got to do that relate exclusively to oneself, affecting no one else, either for benefit or for harm. What does that mean? Something that affects me, only me. So the table of Onan says, like, bris mila, for instance, that only affects me. Or tfilin, my tfilin. Or tzitzis, that's something that affects me. Or my mezuzah. Okay, these are all things that just affect me. Vachelikasheni, and then the second subcategory of things of this world that are for the sake of the world to come, meaning material things that are really spiritual things. These are duties of the limbs that can be discharged only in association with another person where one of them is active and the other passive. A poil and a hipoel. For instance, what's that? What's a, what's a two-player game in Yiddishkeit? Filling you can do by yourself. Sitzes you can do by yourself. Mezuzah you know you do by yourself. What's something you need somebody for? Like charity and doing kindness. Or teaching wisdom. If you want to, if you want to teach, you have to have a student. Or exhortation to right conduct and warning against evil. Right? To admonish somebody, to give them musr. Obviously, you need somebody to talk to in order to do that. So those are all the matters of this world. <clears throat> now, let's do the next category, which was matters of the world to come. Matters of the world to come, not matters of this world for the sake of the world to come. That was a different category we just did. But matters of the world to come, okay? That can be further divided into two categories. By the way, in the end, Rabbeinu Bechaya will like summarize all of them, okay? 
uh, one of them is the reward that's deserved. The second is the reward that the Creator, may he be exalted, out of his grace bestows on the pious and the prophets in the hereafter. Far beyond what you did, disproportionate for what you did. Or, um, you know, uh, the Teva Levonin says that this is the, the goodness that Hashem provides that is greater than what we deserve. In total, we have the concerns in which one relies upon the Creator are all seven categories, all-inclusive, seven categories. So that's from all the different categories together, we have seven sub-sub-categories. We're going to list them. Things that relate just to one's body. Second thing, your stuff, your wealth, and your means of wealth, of making wealth. The third thing is matters that relate to your wife, your children, your relatives, your friends, your enemies. Duties of the heart and the limbs that affect oneself alone either for benefit or for harm. The fifth thing, external duties, duties of the limbs that affect others as well for benefit or for harm. It's interesting. For yourself, there are both duties of the heart and duties of the limbs. When it comes to affecting others, there's only duties of the limbs because presumably people are affected by your actions, not necessarily by your feelings. Vashishi in the sixth category, the reward in the world to come that's in, in accordance with one's conduct in this world. Vashvi in the seventh, the last category, that is the reward of the world to come, which the Creator may be exalted, does out of grace, meaning not because of it's a payment for what somebody did uh, in this world. That was the previous category. But this is far beyond what you did, disproportionate for what you did. Kamesha Kosov, like it says, How great is your good that you've hidden away for those who fear you, that you do before men for those who take refuge in you, meaning that's the reward that's beyond anything that they earned. Okay. Having explained the prophecies that make possible the reliance of one who trusts in Hashem, may he be exalted. Where did we explain the prophecies that make possible the reliance of one who trusts in Hashem? Remember? But the entire chapter 2, and then again at the beginning of chapter 3, we spoke about the things that in induce bitochen or elicit bitochen. Okay, so having explained that, Rabbi Bachaya says, now what's like the next step here that we got to cover? Yesh olai, it's incumbent upon me now. I must now follow them with an explanation of the proper way, the proper manner of reliance in each of the seven concerns in which one who trusts relies on Hashem and on something beside him. Basically, Rabbeinu Bechaya breaks down our lives into seven 
seven areas that we have to be concerned with, okay? Uh, the material and the spiritual, and then the material for the sake of the material, the material for the sake of the spiritual, uh, the, 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 then there's subcategories of that, then there's the spiritual, there's two categories within the spiritual, seven categories altogether, there are seven things that basically a person has to, uh, I don't want to say worry about, because the point here is not worry, but there's seven things that um, a person is concerned with. And now Rebbein Abichai is going to talk about the proper way to have bitochen in each of these areas. In each of these areas. Okay. By the way, what does it mean when it says Asher, uh, that Yiftach kol betech alalakim valzulase? One who trusts in Hashem and on something beside him. That sounds very, very funny. Like on something beside him. What the, that the whole point is we don't trust in anything beside Hashem. So the Nedabakadish explains that means that things where it looks like there are other reasons for the accomplishment. So we're talking about matters where there's a, like a natural, plausible explanation of how it worked. Um, how should we have the betachin in that case? Yeah, okay. Um, fine, let's continue. The Eimer... Okay, so let's look at the first group, the concerns of one's own body. So basically, his life, his death, his maintenance, food, clothing, and shelter, his health, his illness and his character traits. What's the proper way to rely on Hashem in regard to that stuff, that personal stuff? The proper way of relying on Hashem in all of these things is what? It is to give oneself over, to throw oneself literally, to the predetermined course which the Creator has set for him. Just totally abandon oneself to the the uh, to the to the plan. And just trust in Hashem. And just know that in these matters one can only attain that which has been determined by the Creator. And Hashem already worked out what is best, most appropriate or fitting for his situation in this world and in the next, and for his ultimate good. So Hashem worked it all out. Hashem knows exactly what you're supposed to have in these areas, meaning the, uh, the stuff that is me, my health, my body, my possessions. And that Hashem's treatment of him in all these things uh, is all equal. No created being has any, the term here is advice, but it really means like they don't have any input 
and they don't have any influence, that's how I'll translate it, except with uh, Hashem's permission and uh, Hashem's decree. No being, whether it's a human being or, or, or an institution or a, or a country or a, or a force of nature, nothing can have any effect on your body, your health, your life, your death, unless Hashem is directly decreeing that that's the effect that it should have. Just like one's life and death, illness and health are not in the power of the creatures, so they also don't have uh, control over his livelihood and maintenance and clothing and other bodily concerns. And with the clear conviction that his affairs are given over to the decrees of the Creator, and that Hashem's choice for him is the best choice, he's at the same time, he's obligated to pursue the means most beneficial to him, and to choose that which seems to be most uh, the best course of action in the matter. And then Hashem will carry out whatever He has foreordained. So it's an interesting intersection between free will and uh, predestination. The way the Rabbeinu Bachai is explaining it is, look, it's all bashert, all these things are all predetermined, and at the same time, you have to make effort um, based on your best knowledge, based on what seems like the most responsible, most logical course of action even though clearly that's not going to determine the, the result, but we have, to, we have to go through that process nonetheless. For example, A person's life, the end of his life, meaning when he, you know, when he's going to pass away, is predetermined by the decree of the Creator. Right? That was already established from the beginning of his life, before the beginning of his life. But the person still has to pursue the necessary means of subsistence, food and drink, clothing and shelter, in accordance with his needs. And don't just leave it to Hashem. Sheyemar, saying, you know, like this would be the person's uh, logic. If it's already foreordained that I'm supposed to live, I will, uh, then, then, then he'll preserve my soul within my body without food. All the days of my life. 
and I won't need to bother to seek out a livelihood and endure the toil and exertion this entails. But uh, Rabbeinu Bechai says that's not how it works. Don't call that bitochen. Remember, I, I told you in the end of the Hagdama, he described chapter 4 as being about what? Like where betachin is appropriate, where it's praiseworthy, and where it's reprehensible. Okay, so this is basically an example of that. This would be uh, a misappropriation or misapplication of the of the entire idea of betachin. If a person would say. Well, because the, you know, my appointed time to live in this world is already, you know, and Hashem already knows exactly how long I'm supposed to be in this world, down to the millisecond. So therefore, nothing I do really can affect it, and therefore, I'm not going to worry about uh, making sure that I stay alive. He'll, he'll keep me alive as long as he, he wants to keep me alive, right? That's not how we're supposed to do it. I mean, this is a little bit uh, pedestrian here. And it's certainly not from a uniquely Jewish source, but you know, there's the, the the famous old joke, right, about the guy in the flood, the National Weather Service, or whoever, the the National Guard, whatever. It's just a joke. You make it whoever you want. They 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 say that there's a national disaster and everybody has to leave. They have to evacuate, and um, so the guy is. Uh, standing out in front of his house and the street is filling up with water and somebody comes by uh, with a truck and they say get on the truck and he says no no uh, god will save me okay mm -hmm. well the the water keeps on going up higher and higher now he's standing on the second floor of his house because the the first floor is all flooded and uh, somebody comes by with a rowboat and they say get on the rowboat he says no 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 god will save me okay now the water is so high he can't stand on the second floor of the house he's standing on the roof and a helicopter comes by and says, climb up this rope ladder, get on the helicopter. He says, no, 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 God will save me. And then the water comes over the top of the roof and he gets washed away and he drowns, he dies. So he comes up to heaven and he says, God, you know, uh, I told everybody that you're going to save me. Why didn't you save me? And he says, Chochem, I sent you a truck, a rowboat, and a helicopter. That wasn't enough. Okay. So I'm sure everybody knows this old joke. But... The, the, the point is that just because Hashem is in control of these things doesn't mean that a person has bitochin by being um, irresponsible or lax in these areas. There's a certain amount of responsibility. Now, what does that mean? So then, what does a person have bitochin? How does he live a different life than the person who, who doesn't have betochen? I mean, if it comes down to it, the guy with betochen has to go to work and the guy without betochen has to go to work. The guy with betochen has to, you know, make sure there's food in the fridge and the guy without betochen also has to make sure there's food in the fridge. So then what's the difference between them? You know what the difference between them is? In action, probably very little difference. In emotion, a world of difference. Because the guy without betochen literally thinks that his job and his having food in the fridge is what his security is based on. And the guy who has betochen knows, no, that's not what his security is based on. That's just the outer form that things have to take because that's, that's the way that Hashem wants things to be in this world. But that, that's not really where his dependence should be placed. And it's not really, uh, 
he doesn't have any emotional confidence in those things. You know, it's sort of like, uh, almost like a perfunctory type of thing. You know, like, it's not the real important thing, but, you know, you have to do it. You know, it's, uh, it's, part, of, it's part of the system, right? As opposed to the person who really, really thinks that, no, this is what's going to make or break my situation. So there's this great emotional attachment to those things. Obviously, that's a completely different life than the person who has been talking. Okay. Um, so he's going to continue, by the way, he's going to talk about people who endanger themselves because they're going to say, well, if I meant to die, I'll die. If I meant to live, I'll live. But we'll talk about that in Mitzvah Hashem tomorrow night. Okay, let's, let's leave off right there. Anyone has any questions, comments, we can deal with that right now. Otherwise... We'll wrap up and we'll continue uh, tomorrow night. Anything? Anyone? Good? Okay. All right. We'll see you tomorrow night.